Hello everybody and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we talked to Marcel Kuhn about unthinkable living in flow for magical expansion. If you want to live in flow a bit more and you want to understand how that can benefit your life, then this is a great conversation. Marcel's also an awesome chat, so enjoy and have a magical week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week, we have an amazing conversation, and we have also some amazing backgrounds of Zoom uh, Zoom backgrounds, so uh, if you're watching the video of that, you'll have to check that out, but let's jump around and see how our team has been going this week and see what they've been up to. So, Graham, I might start with you. Graham, how's your week been? Uh, given the Tony Monday, Jess, it is Monday, isn't it? Is it? It's been good so far. Uh, home for the weekend, not planning on going anywhere until Saturday. So having a week at home at the moment is pretty amazing. Yeah, looking forward to it. That's nice. That's nice. And people will see your classic background there. Um, so they, they can see that you are at home. There we go. This beautiful artwork. That's lovely. Um, let's go to Al now. Al, how are you going and how's your week been? Going great. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, we had a really... Fun, different weekend. Renee and I went up to Brisbane and saw the stage show of Moulin Rouge. And yeah, big surprise for me, Renee booked the front row seats, which is one place that I love to sit up the front and see everything that's going on. And then to top it off on the way home, we stopped and had a look at a little puppy dog for our girls, which our girls are different to Danette's girls. Our girls are children. This is if you've been listening, Danette's been referring to her girls as the chickens. So we are getting a new puppy dog next Sunday. Wowee, that's very exciting, Al. Uh, <laughs> it is. The girls are very excited. <laughs> Graham's done a surprise react uh, emoji uh, there, so that's thanks for that, Graham. <laughs> Only because I couldn't find the dynamite boom one. You know, that's it's great, Al. You will never ever regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, Al, and we're excited to hear how that progresses. Uh, but that's great news, and what a it's a breaking news on the Magical Learning podcast there. So that's very cool. Um, <laughs> it is thanks, Jess. No worries, uh, Danette. How's your week been? Thank you, Jess. Uh, really good, and I'm excited to know, Al, what sort of puppy dog is it? This is why Graham did the emoji face too. <laughs> ah, it's a very cute puppy dog, and it's a dash hound. Oh, how gorgeous. So we will have to get some photos for social media because people will want to see what it looks like. Oh. Millie's even found one photo of a dash hand on front of an e-foil, which is what I'm learning to write at the moment. But, yeah, I don't know if my standards are up to having a little puppy dog on the front just yet. Al, oh. can, I just, can I just share really quickly? Um, a dash hand is mm -hmm. literally... Uh, a great Dane that hasn't yet read Marcel's book. So hide the book. <laughs> well, I think that that's perfect. Let, that's thrown us straight into our guest. So get, Marcel, how has your week been as well? Uh, it has been good. I've, I've spent uh, the week in Zurich. Um, I, I live to, towards the mountains, but I like to spend time in Zurich. And on the weekends, I have my, I have my boys with me. So we, we, we did a lake day and we, we were swimming in the, the lake is still quite cold, but it's it's so fun to be in, out in the summer in Zurich. 
That is awesome. That sounds really nice because I think all of us are in freezing temperatures except for Alan there. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of rubbing it in a little bit. Uh, now, the voice that you just heard is Marcel Kuhn, who we're so happy to have on today. Marcel lives in Switzerland, as you just mentioned. Um, but I just thought I'd give uh, listeners that might be being introduced for you for the first time, Marcel, a little bit of uh, background about you. So, Marcel Kuhn is a Swiss visionary speaker, author, coach, father, dreamer, and soul surfer who passionately explores the edges of his comfort zone and what it means to create an unthinkable reality through flow, finding love, and oneness within. I love that. Flow. I love love to see that, Marcel. Marcel has spent over a decade immersed in personal development, traveling globally to work with top experts from coaches, speakers, and trainers to spiritual healers and shamans. Through his impeccable storytelling, discoveries, and practices, Marcel guides and inspires others to connect with their dreams and do the unthinkable while creating joy and fulfillment along the way. So what a perfect guest to have on. And Marcel, thank you so much for being on the Magical Learning Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this one. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Now, you sent through a great topic, and I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about why you picked it. So, the topic was unthinkable, living in flow for magical expansion. So, tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, <laughs> I don't know where to start because it has been a long journey for, for me. But um, I, I actually, I connected to Graham through, through John Matone. You know, I was I was certified by Joe Matone for for uh, intelligent leadership, uh, the certification, and that's that's how I I met Graham a long time ago. But yeah, just uh, you know over LinkedIn, and the the reason why I mentioned Joe Matone is he was my first uh, person I interviewed for for my book for the original book I wanted to write, which I started seven seven years ago. I I um I we had a a family uh, tragedy uh, seven years ago, um, a member of the family passed. And then at the funeral, I asked myself, well, what what makes, you know, why are some people successful and fulfilled and other people not? And this question turned into a book that never got published because I, you know, there are some some challenges in between. And when I interviewed uh, people like John Matone and 60 others, I, I realized what they were doing is doing the unthinkable. And and from the unthinkable, I, I found the way into flow. So yeah, so, so I, I this is just a really short explanation. And uh, there is so much uh, depth there. Um, I can expand on that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's perfect. And, you know, we talk about flow on this podcast a fair bit. I think it's a kind of a crucial thing. So I'm so happy we're having a conversation to really dive into it today. Um, So I might actually start. Why not start with the connection there? Graham, I'll throw to you. What was your question? And uh, tell us a bit about it. Thanks, Jess. Um, So Marcel, for me, the uh, as Jess said, yeah, we we talk a lot about flow and um, why it's so valuable for us. The, The question that sort of jumped out, for me was um, how we can use things like intuition and creativity to see different possibilities. Um, we're, we're having a, um, had a lovely podcast last week. And one of the things that came up in that podcast was, was this idea of um, cutting out the noise so that we can open ourselves up to more possibility. Uh, and the same sort of thing. It's like you know, lifting your head up every now and then to actually see what's out there rather than just having your head down in the weeds. Um, 
So I was really curious about your thoughts on, you know, how can we tap into things like intuition and, and creativity um, to boost our sense of well-being, but also to identify new possibilities? Um, uh, now, now you touch many points that I would like to dive in. I, I feel um, most people live in, in, the, in the predictable and in the linear Right and and flow actually takes us out of the comfort zone and in into the exponential into into the realm of uh, infinite possibility, and I think what would really what really stops us from going there is is fear of failure, and and to to follow our intuition we we have to you know do deep personal development and and work through our limiting beliefs and our emotional traumas. So, so that that's a one one obstacle. So that's really important. So yep. to to foster uh, an in a corporate environment of well being, um, it, it's really important to 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 uh, build an organization where we have space and where we have um, an environment where we can where everyone can be themselves. So a safe environment and a, a vision that is aligned. And I I like to read the book of Peter Senge um, about um, you know the the five disciplines of learning organization. Yeah. Uh, one is really important to have a to have a shared vision, and that everyone um, learns, uh, you know, works on themselves. So a, a growth mindset. Then uh, what, what is really important is team learning as well. So I, I just put put this out there. I, you know, we can go in, into this topic for like an hour or two hours, but but I think um, what is yeah. really important is creating space for people to. To be able to reflect on themselves and 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 to be safe to share it, you know, I, I, I so so I'm I'm a lean man. I was a lean manager for sixteen years, and and we did this creativity exercise with a leader, and and um, so it was about um, not not brainstorm because that that's when only the loudest um, you know shares yeah. these ideas. Yeah. So so we did this exercise. Um, where everyone um, could could expand on their ideas, so it's it's like you take turns. Everyone writes down three ideas, and then you pass it on. And then everyone, e even the introverts, can can share their ideas. And and it was about sharing whatever crazy idea come to mind. And the leader thought, um, you know, he was well meaning. He said, but don't don't add any stupid ideas. You know, it, they have to be reasonable. So in the first 10 seconds he killed the whole environment because yep. then he said no stupid ideas just good ideas so um actually for flow to happen you have to create space you cannot force creativity and flow on on someone so you cannot say okay hey team uh, we have uh, 20 minutes let's be creative right now this is not how flow happens you know, for flow and creativity yeah. and intuition, you have to create space and a safe environment. Yeah, love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's a great point about, like, you have to have that space open for stupid ideas because sometimes stupid ideas are great ideas. I feel like a Frisbee is a stupid idea. That's a great idea, you know? <laughs> and maybe going on the e-foil as well, Al. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so Ouch, cheers, you went there. <laughs> Uh, you you have a you use efoil. Yeah, Al Al has a yeah. Go for it, Al. Only one of us does. The one who's <laughs> smiling the most. First time I used it, I fell off and broke a rib. That yeah, my wife was not impressed when I bought it. But yeah, I've been having lots of fun on it since then. 
I'm very, I'm very jealous right now because uh, as you see my background, I, I love surfing and there is not, no, there are not so many waves in Switzerland. So I, I think I should try e-foil. <laughs> oh, I highly recommend it, yeah, especially as I'm finding I'm yeah, not young enough to catch some of those waves, but the yeah, e-foil lets me get out there and get on them. <laughs> hundred percent. And, you know, um, all I'd say, Marcel, is maybe wear a rib guard or something for your first time. I think that's the lesson we've all learned. Um, but I actually might, I might stay with Al. Al, what was your question uh, since we're with you? And, uh, yeah, tell us why you chose it. Uh, yeah, Marcel, I'm curious about you know, what are some of the, the daily rituals for being in unthinkable living and, and being in flow? Yeah, so so I, I have, um, so it's more it's more a value base, what, what I do. And one, one of the really important values is do something that takes me out of comfort zone each day. So um, what, what I, a, a simple rituals for, for the listener is to ask yourself a disruptive question each day. So, so and, and for me, that is, my, my question is really simple, is how do I disrupt my day today? So every day I want to do something that brings me out of comfort zone. And actually, when we are in the comfort zone, we are not not really in flow. So it's really important to to um, do something that disrupts you. And what what I've been doing all winter is swimming in the in the lake. So I do cold exposure. I do cold plunges. Um, I, I start in Switzerland from November, and then I go on until like April. Uh, it, uh, then it gets warm. So so my cold water season is from November to April. And this this really teaches you about surrender and letting go. So to be in flow, you have to have the courage to surrender, the need to control. And this is a simple exercise: is doing this cold water because that that's that helps you. So that that's one that's one exercise to do. So the disruptive question and do something that takes you out of the comfort zone. And to do the unthinkable, you don't have to be all crazy. But just imagine going to the grocery store and buying totally different um, fruit, vegetable, you know, buying different kind of foods will take you out of the comfort zone. We are so, you know, like everyone talks about the value of rituals, but rituals are structures and every structure has limitation. And you need to find the balance between uh, between uh, a freedom and structure and for every person that is different that's also for corporates right like some people need more structure and some people need more freedom i'm i'm a crazy guy i need a really a lot of a lot of a um, lot of freedom but if if you don't have the structures in place the right amount of structure the river doesn't flow right because the river only flows in because of the river bed so so everyone has to listen to their intuition to find exactly how much structure and how much freedom do you need? And and people that are have the people that have a lot of fears, they need more structure. And 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 yeah, when you have too much structure, there is no space for for growth. Well, thanks, Marcel. You've given me some incentive to go back to the ice bath. I've done it three times, and I was looking for a reason to go back for the fourth, and I think I've just found it. Uh, okay, I I just I just want to mention what I mean by. Um, uh, surrender in in the ice bath is is actually um, people think you have to be tough. Resilience is about being tough, but it's it's actually the opposite. So when I sit in the ice bath, you, I breathe through the nose into the belly, and it's more a meditation. It's more relaxation, right? So so in my book, I talk a lot about surrender, 
and surrendering to the wave waves of life right it's not about fighting against the wave you will you will um, in, you will lose if you fight you will lose if you fight against the cold but if you go in and be in peace of mind and you become like bruce lee says be, become like become like water you know be water my friend that that's when you really surrender and when when you're in the waves it's the same so it's the same example when when a wave comes on you and you are tough then then you can break but if you if you're if you soften if you let go then the, the water carries you to the surface so many times it's exact it's paradoxical you have to do exactly the opposite of what you have been told all your, all your life by your parents by by your bosses by by society you have to do the opposite to be in flow and yeah and and integrate that in your daily practice Oh, thanks for that, Marcel, because yeah, I can relate to trying to fight the cold, like everything was, fists were closed, I knew it wasn't helping, but it was so hard to you know, let go of that, and you know, like that idea of you know, some deep breaths, because I imagine I wasn't taking any deep breaths either. Yeah, yeah, because when you, uh, so when you're in fight or flight mode, you you do shallow breathing, uh, only not not even further down than, than the chest, and this act actually creates uh, stress. But if you breathe deeply, uh, then you become you become really present uh, with with the cold and 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 actually by by having more oxygen in your body, your your body is more alkaline, and and so so it's it becomes easier. Oh, thanks for that, Marcel. But I, I'm here for you if you if you want to reach out. I I have done it for many years. I actually started as a child. And um, and only since seven years, I know that uh, they call it Wim Hof method, but I, I just know it as going to the cold water. Oh, thank you, because yeah, I can see that I've spoken to other people about the benefits, but it's great to, I feel like I've got someone on my side. <laughs> I'm on your team. <laughs> That's it. I see it, I see it in the future, both of you uh, e-foiling on a cold lake together. I can see it happening. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I might throw to Danette now. Danette, what was your question? Uh, I just have to let you know, Marcel, that those sort of waves are near where Al is. So you, you might actually want to hang out, come out to Australia. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, Although the, the water never really gets that cold. No, it doesn't up there. It's warm. No. <laughs> He's got the beautiful waves. Anyway, my question is your book emphasizes the importance of surrendering and letting go of control. So really interesting in you discussing this concept um, and how it played out in, in your life and also what can some of our listeners do to start applying it in their lives? Um, yeah, so so about my life, um, yeah, so, so I was I was in corporate for a long time, and and I think I think you know that then we we always feel that our our job is safe, and you know we we want to live in our we want to be in our job until we are in Switzerland sixty five for men. And 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 then I was I was a lean manager at Nestle and I got uh, I got the best uh, qualifications I don't know like we we had like 130 percent achievement of the goals or 140 percent so I I did I did a great job everyone said that I, I was amazing and then and then there was a um, there was a joint venture 
with a with a different company and then the new ceo didn't think that lean is necessary lean management because he said we are already need lean so we don't need a lean manager so i got fired out of a job that they said i was doing an excellent job so i i was uh, in a top corporate you know top corporate and and an amazing company like nestle and i got fired from a job that they said i did a great job so 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 that that's um you so that that's what i mean by um by the, it's only an illusion of, of of control and also with with switzerland with the pension system so it's that's an illusion of control so so i think um you know what i've learned is is um you know with flow it's it it's uh, or doing the unthinkable it's it's how you you react to those uh to, to those um uh, changing situation because the only constant is the change so uh, letting go and and being judgment free and and surrender it's really important you know um, with uh, personal tragedy tragedies with 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 uh, changing jobs and I, I think that that's that's really great to um i think what what helps you is is working on your limiting beliefs and uh, and working on your emotional traumas and and really um practice letting go quickly and that means every day and I, I just have this really cool example yesterday uh, because my my sons listen to me sometimes. They are young, they are six, eight, ten. But my oldest one told me yesterday, I I, I was a little bit upset about something that he said, and he said, "Hey, Dad, let go. It, it's it's thirty seconds in the past." So I think I think it's really important to let go of of events and experiences and of of uh, judgment of other people because the the river doesn't hold on if there is a rock in the way it just goes around over it or left or right so so the river doesn't hold on and now for another example the the zebra that gets chased by a lion or the gazelle that gets chased by a lion it it will uh, when when it when it uh, escapes it will just let go and then and the animals do it by by uh, getting out uh, you know by shaking that that's how the the stock energy gets out but people like us humans they can hold on to things you know they get divorced like I, I went through divorce just now and if you choose to you can stay stuck with with this trauma for the rest of your life and you you can always be the sad guy that says yeah it you know life is going great until that moment and from then on the next 40 years um it's it's you know we're stuck with this trauma so so that's that's what I say about letting go of personal tra uh, trauma. You know, everyone has trauma, so just let it go. And I practice that every day. Let it go and be present. And uh, um, a ritual that I do is, um, you know, think about things that I'm grateful for. This actually is, is, a, is a, um, you know, you cannot be grateful and scared at the same time. Yeah. Thank you. Great answer. Um, or, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I think I'm not not really uh, direct. Um, you know, there is so, no, so no, much no, that to my mind. <laughs> it's um, I love the the animal bit, and you're totally right. They they just let it go. Whereas we, if we're not conscious and not present, we we can drag that around. I had a friend of mine describe it as they had a 36 foot truck dragging behind them of all the stuff they hadn't let go of. Yeah, and it's like, why would you carry that around if it's as your son said? You know, that was thirty seconds ago. 
Yeah, and and uh, imagine a twelve-step program with with the zebras and gazelles. Hey, I, I'm Bob. I'm I'm a gazelle, and I'm I'm so traumatized by this line. I'm I'm so sad, and, and it doesn't happen, right? They just move on. Yeah, great example. Is it is it worth channeling um, Ted Lasso at this point? Just be a goldfish. I think so. <laughs> It's the same sort of principle, Marcel, but I love the idea. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, Marcel, I actually wanted to uh, just... Uh, one thing that has come up while you've been talking, is you were talking about a paradox before, and there's one that has that's interesting to me, and I was just wondering if I could get your thoughts on it, which was um, one of the things you're talking about getting into flow was getting out of your comfort zone, which I definitely agree. It's always nice. But then you're also saying in a workplace, you have to create a space that's comfortable to sort of expand as well. Is there a sort of like middle ground of getting out of your comfort zone, but also having a level of comfort to do so? Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's also what I mentioned before. Is everyone is different, so, but but being getting outside of the comfort zone. I don't mean being outside of the comfort zone all the time. That that's how we get into burnout in and uh, in many in Switzerland. There, it's a big problem of burnouts, especially in education in, and in healthcare. There is a lot of burnout, and so. Um, uh, Alan, uh, just to make an example with the cold water. So if you step in the four degree water um, um, and get out of the comfort zone, uh, you know, two minutes is enough to take you totally out, out of your comfort zone. And you will have the effect of this practice for 24 hours, right? And, and uh, going once a week, you, you, uh, if, if, I go, if I do that once a week, I will be healthy all winter. That I I don't have a flu, and so so me getting outside of the comfort zone doesn't doesn't mean that that you stay outside of the comfort zone all the time. That that would be that would put you into stress and burnout. So so I think it's really important to um you know to to uh, be safe at home. So so to have a so for my kids for example I create a safe environment. And, and when when kids feel safe at home, they, they they have a lot of courage to to go out there and 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 try new things, do new things, right? So so I think um, yeah, maybe it sounds paradoxical, but you need um, you need a home where you feel safe, um, and you know to to go out there and 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 be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. Does this answer your question? A hundred percent. And it's a, it's a great point because uh, I, I always find burnout kind of an interesting topic as well, but I, I kind of feel like what you're talking about really makes a lot of sense where you're giving yourself a sort of opportunity to sort of create that growth. Um, but it's not all the time. Cause you're right. It would just, that's too much. I, I think uh, maybe you, you know, this, uh, the, um, the model of the, um, you know, growth um, comfort zone and growth zone and learning zone. So if you are too far out of the comfort zone, then then you cannot learn, then it then it's stress. So so you have to find this balance. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Marcel. Um, I might throw to. I think this leads perfectly into my question, which was, how can leaders create environments that p- promote a culture of continuous learning and growth, and what are the benefits of doing so? <laughs> yeah, I think that that was my my whole career. I um, that that I tried to do that. So I was I was in that. Uh, 16 years and uh, I think a, a lot of it has to do with uh, so, so we need to uh, uh, create this a safe environment so that ever like like a like a growth mindset and and you know a comfortable environment that that's that's 
that's really um, important and and be able to to learn together and I think um, you know change only happens when you when you start from within and and for that you need a safe environment I, yeah it's it's a it's a big question because I I've, I've seen I've talked to many many people in the lean and the continuous improvement um, industry and and you know it's it doesn't it doesn't work from top down so so i've i've been a little bit disillusioned because uh, you know when when um when we come in and say oh we want to change that we want to get more efficient no one really is excited about having more efficiency but what 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 i try to um uh, create is a safe environment and that actually um, um uh, promote collaboration that that's really important to promote collaboration and safe space to share your opinion that that really that really helps and and um i i like the uh, analogy of the iceberg so when when uh, uh, iceberg is swimming you know that uh, i don't know about 10% are outside of the water and if i ask you um well, what happens when when the wind blows from left to right what happens to the iceberg what would you say when the wind blows from left to right I guess it would probably uh, maybe move a little bit to the right. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would move a little bit. And and what happens if there is a current that moves from right to left? It would suck it uh, <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so so and and for me the the uh, the the bit above above the water is 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 the mind, and and the um, uh, the logical mind and and the the whole body of the iceberg below the the water surface is 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 the emotions so if if i if i if a leader comes in and says hey uh let, let's get 2% more efficient next year then no one no one is uh, no one is really excited because they they won't get a better, better salary they won't get a better, better fulfillment a better life you won't get any more engagement but if you reach the heart of the people and that's what my book is a lot about it's not about the hard work it's about the heart work so uh, getting uh, getting unstuck from your mind and going actually into the heart and that that's how you move people and then you have a current and and you have much more more effect on everyone so it's you you can have the most if, uh, efficient processes all you want but if the, the if the team doesn't collaborate well well together then then the process has no effect and there will be work around and you know like cheating and and there will be a jealousy and all, all that and entitlement so yeah so it's it's really um talk to the to the heart and and that's where i i, I talk about flow as i came up with this acronym find love and oneness within right if you if you as a leader if you don't love yourself you cannot also you cannot love anyone else so and if you don't love yourself you you cannot create this loving environment that is so necessary for us to do the greatest work and to feel our full potential amen <laughs> that's yeah well what a great way to put it and what a great way to look at it as well. i'm definitely going to use that iceberg uh metaphor it's because it makes so much sense the moment you said it it sparked a lot of different ideas in my mind so i i think that's really good uh i kind of think also it leads kind of nicely into kanika's question so i might throw to that one which is how can we leverage the power of intuition and creativity to unlock new possibilities and well-being in our workplace yeah, so, so I think uh, intuition is the the the, the really um, uh, you know almost silent voice 
right? So if if there is so much so much stress around in in the in the work environment, you don't hear the intuition. And if we if we are in fight or fly mode, we cannot listen to our intuition. So as long as there is fight or flight, creativity won't happen, right? Because we are in survival mode. And yeah, so so I I think it's 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 best. Uh, I say it again. Maybe it's the same answer, but create a safe environment, and and really allow the give give space to the to the people because flow and creativity doesn't happen when you when you are stressed. So you have to create space. And I I say this a lot. Um, magic happens in the spaces in between, right? When you when you don't force outcomes. Yeah, so so the, so this is really important. Um, yeah, creating space and and you you see it with yourself. Um, I, I I don't know maybe if you're like me, I get the best ideas when I go for my lunch run or when I I go surfing. I sit I sit in the water and maybe Alan you can agree with that too. When you sit in the water and and you wait for the waves, it, it's like, it just comes to you. So many great ideas. So I, I like to have in my white suit, I like to have a, a notepad, you know, to to write down. Because when you, when we don't force ourselves, then then it's, then you're open to receive. And that's, that's what it means to listen to our intuition. It's, it's not coming from inside, but it's coming like from outside. I've, I think the artists, um, you, you know, do do that. They create space for the intuition to to come in. Yeah, and that makes total sense because a lot of the, the good ideas I have is when I'm, you know, doing the dishes or something where I'm just, you know, not really thinking. I'm just kind of, you know, washing up or something. So that totally makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, because in, when you do the dishes, you you keep your your logical mind is is busy with with doing the stuff, right? And and so so you keep as long as soon as you keep the logical mind busy, then your your subconscious uh, can can really you know receive a lot. Yeah. So uh-huh. to access the full potential of the subconscious mind. That's great. Yeah, I'll do more dishes maybe. Um. <laughs> or, what, what, what's also cool is like um, you know taking a shower. And you usually usually that that's when I have great ideas too. Hundred uh, percent, or it's when I sing really badly. That's the other thing that uh that happens. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, I might throw to John's question, which is, what are some common obstacles that prevent us from doing the unthinkable, and how can we overcome these barriers to achieve our full potential? Yeah, the the main one is the the main one is fear, fear of failure. That that's the main obstacles, um, and that that happens in organization, but also in our private lives. And and actually, um, you know, if you are not working through your your um, your limiting beliefs and your emotional traumas, that that also keeps you stuck from moving forward. And and that that comes back to letting go when when there are so many fears and so many limiting beliefs um, about yourself then you you cannot move forward and the limiting beliefs are in the subconscious right so so we are imprinted with our limiting beliefs uh, between the age of zero and seven so even when you're in the womb of your mom you you already get imprinted uh, limiting beliefs um uh, you know how you think about money how you think about what's love uh, uh, what's work what's success what's fulfillment we are so much so much is imprinted in us and this all limits us. And and um, I learned the the 
uh, analogy of the of the band. So the limiting the limiting beliefs are our glass ceiling. You cannot rise higher than than the limiting beliefs, than the, our glass ceiling. And our positive um, beliefs are like the the floor. So you move in between the positive beliefs and the limiting beliefs. So you cannot sink lower than your positive beliefs. But um, but if you've done a lot of personal development, you have positive beliefs like me. I, I know I can do anything I want. At the same time, I believe I'm not good enough. So so it's it's crazy. So you have a tug of war inside yourself. So to to uh, um, to fulfill your full potential, you actually have to work on your limiting beliefs, get rid of them and get rid of the emotional traumas, which, as I, I said, with the zebra, zebras don't have emotional traumas because um, emotional trauma is stuck energy. So if you if you don't, uh, you know, um, take away your limiting beliefs and you don't work on your emotional traumas, you cannot move forward. And, and it stops you from from being creative, uh, being fully productive and being being happy and engaged. Amazing. Uh, well, where I think this leads us perfectly into our final question here, which is from Leggers, which is what do you hope the listeners take away from this conversation? Um, I, I hope that that um, that listeners um, are open to you know um, have courage to follow follow their follow their excitement and follow their intuition and and be be okay with stepping outside of their of, of the structures yeah and just dare dare to do the unthinkable and the unthinkable for me is is not about um it's not about thinking it's about, it's unthinkable so it's uh, the unthinkable is something that you cannot think of so you have to um get out of your mind and drop into your heart and actually really you know what i said like find flow is find love and oneness within so really be in tune with yourself with with your heart and and actually the exponential happens in in the heart space and our our mind is very linear and very predictable. So so yeah, um, dare to do the unthinkable, dare to step outside of the comfort zone, and create space, create space in your private life. You know, to listen to your intuition, because if you if you plan everything all day long, uh, you, you know, you plan the whole week, it, you don't have time to to follow your intuition. Yeah, great point. And um, that's a great takeaway as well. Now, I'm just going to grab some final thoughts from our team. So I might start with you, Danette. Any final thought on today's conversation and the concept of unthinkable living in flow for magical expansion? What an awesome conversation. Loved it. Uh, and I really loved that idea of asking myself every day, what's you know, something that I can do to disrupt today? It's a really nice tactical thing. Um, and... I, I was thinking about also your discussion about efficient versus you know, creating something that is really impactful. And you know, efficient is often fear-based. Impactful is that heart and that love base. So you are teaching the world a way to be way better than it is at the moment. So thank you very much. That was an awesome conversation. And I suspect we'll have you back. Oh, I, I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> and I think what, what you just mentioned is fear base is always scarcity. And we want to be like in Peter Diamandis, like full full abundance. And this is 
to be outside of fear. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Marcel. Um, and thanks to Net. Uh, Alan, I'll throw to you. Any final thoughts on today's conversation and unthinkable living for flow in Magical Experience? Uh, thank you so much for today, Marcel. I feel like there's almost been a conversation that the universe has provided for me. I was talking to Graham this morning about some limiting beliefs in my head and listening to you now talk about you know, being out on the water. That's where I am in flow. Stress, those stories don't follow me out there. And I'm looking forward to getting in the ice bath and doing that differently where yeah, even as you say, take a big, deep breath, that scares me already because that is very different to what I've been doing. So thank you so much. For no, that. But, but that's, that's, that fear is in the past. So just let it go. It's <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, think, think about my son. Uh, remember my son, dad, it's in the past. It has been 30 seconds ago. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Al, and thanks, Marcel. And Graham, any final thoughts on today's conversation and unthinkable living in flow for magical expansion? Uh, so many, so many. Marcel, it's been great. What a wonderful conversation. So thanks for um, thanks for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, I, one thought that sort of stood out for me was um, the analogy you shared of um, the river and how you know if if there's a boulder in the middle of the river, the river doesn't stop and and get frustrated about the fact that there's a boulder or a rock there. It just flows around it. And and I was thinking about well, how do we encourage or how do we help somebody who's the rock and is sort of stuck in the river and just watching life flow past them? How do we help them get up out of there or maybe just take a different perspective? So and I, I wonder and I, obviously we need to get you back again, but I wonder whether um, you know, if people out there are just not really sure, well, literally, what do I do next? Maybe step one is read the book. Step two is have a different conversation with somebody else as a starting point. Uh, 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 that's that's a really uh, good one. I think what what really takes you, uh, what really takes us out of flow, and that's if you're the rock or the river or whatever, uh, what takes us out of flow is is indecision. Yeah. So if you don't decide. You, you will not be in flow. And, and, and by being in flow, I, I don't talk about flow state. I don't talk about um, peak performance. I talk about being in flow consciousness. So setting up your life to be always in flow. Yeah. And this doesn't mean it's all easy, easy breezy. I'm actually, I'm actually in, you know, so far out of my comfort zone each day. And it's really scary. But what takes you out of flow is not deciding. So um, I went through divorce and if you did, and, and there are some moments where you have to deliver the papers and you have to decide, okay, about the house, what do we do with that? So what, what really takes you out of flow is when you don't decide. And, um, and I just, just a simple hack to, to know what, what's the right decision is um, follow, follow your, follow the excitement, you know, what, yeah, where, what where's feels the energy? expansive. So, so uh, to be in flow, you always have to choose to choose the the, the one that that um, um, the road that is expansive. So you can always think think what feels exciting for you and what's expansive, and that can be very scary. But but listen to, to your intuition. It's like it feels always a little little bit exciting, and not it's not a heavy energy. It's more like an exciting, you know, um, you know, going out there to, speaking in front of a thousand people, it's really scary, but it's so exciting. Right. So, so this, this is expansive. So when you follow your excitement and I did that when I was 18 and in California, uh, learning how to surf it, I follow my excitement 
and now I use it in my, in my work as a metaphor. So I, I'm not a professional surfer, but I use surfing as my metaphor. And so it, it has, from just being a hobby, it has be, become, you know, my profession. And following your excitement is never happenstance. It, it's always connected to your to your soul, to your purpose, to your heart. So follow your excitement, and then you know what's the next step. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, Marcel. Thank you. And and thank you, Graham. Great. Uh, and gra- thanks to everybody on the team. Loved having that. Um, Marcel, do you have any final thoughts on today's conversation and unthinkable living for, in flow for magical expansion? Yeah, I I think well, what's what's most important is to um, to to love yourself, and and that's maybe for some people it's a little woo woo. But I, I think if we if we don't love ourselves and don't take uh, daily time for self care, we don't we don't have the basis for for uh, self confidence and self belief because the the self love is the basis for the relationship with ourselves. And when we love ourselves, we can love other people, and and that creates a safe environments and uh, you know judgment free environments. And uh, you, you, um, when you have when you have kids, you you see like when you create a loving environment, they they can be the heroes and be in the in the world. But if they are not sure about um, about their parents or or about if they are safe, they 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 have you know they get homesick and and they are scared. So I think it's important to create this to first the relationship with yourself and and then create a really amazing relationship with other people. And I think that that's what I feel from your team. You know, there is a lot of, you know, it's a loving environment and, and it's, that's when we can have laughs and fun and joke. But if, if we, if we are not as, uh, if we don't love ourselves and if, if we don't feel safe, we, we cannot make jokes, right? Because we are not sure, you know, what the boss thinks, uh, what we say. So, so I think that that's really important to love yourself and take self-care. I love that. Thanks so much, Marcel. Now, Marcel, if people have been listening to this and they've thought, wow, I'd love to connect with Marcel or I'd love to learn more, uh, where would you like people to connect with you or um, find out more? Um, yeah, so, so if you'd like to know more, it's, uh, yeah, read the book. It's um, it's this, it's called Unthinkable Life Teachings from a Soul Surfer. And um, you can find out more about me on the website, unthinkableliving.com. But really, the book is is all my heart, heart and soul. For seven years, I've worked on it, and it's all all in there. And it's it's kind of my philosophy. It's it's not a how to book, but it's it's kind of um, it inspires you to uh, get unstuck from the thinkable life and move into the into the unthinkable life through flow. And really, um, unthinkable is only valuable if you catch your dreams. So it's really about you know, inspiring people to catch their dreams and, and yeah, live their most amazing life. So, so I think the, the book is the main one and the other one is the website and you can find me on LinkedIn and, and Instagram. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, get the book. <laughs> Fantastic. And there'll be a link to that in the podcast description. So you can click on that right now and go check it out. I definitely will be. Marcel, thank you so much for being on to our regular team. Thank you so much for being on and to all our listeners have a magical week. Thanks, Marcel. Thanks, everyone.